0: Hey Upright Armada, it's Matthew from Upright Health. Today we're gonna to talk about what is healthy. What does that even mean? How do we come up with ideas about what healthy is? So, uh a few weeks ago I did an episode about breaking painful habits, and I talked about how we get into this um we we get into these blind spots where we don't even realize what we're doing is not good for us because we think that they are just healthy for us. Um, the example I gave was like, well, yeah, I walk all the time and that's healthy. And so there's no way that my body could not feel good if I'm doing this thing that's healthy. And in that episode, I talked about how it's really important to kind of break free of our habits to really understand whether what we're doing is good for us or not. Or you know maybe these habits that we have, these routines that we have are actually bad for us. We can't know until we actually break those habits and really truly see what the effect is for our bodies and our minds. And so I was thinking about that episode, I was thinking about this whole idea of what is healthy? How do we even come up with this idea of like, okay, walking is healthy. And this is something I think you need to be flexible on and you need to have your eyes open for. Because it's very easy for us to think that what we're doing is healthy. It's very easy to start thinking, well, this thing is good for me. And it's very easy for those ideas to slip in without us not really understanding where those ideas are coming from. And I'm gonna give a couple examples today that I hope will illustrate the problem here. Here's my hypothesis. A lot of what we think is healthy, we think is healthy because somebody is marketing it as healthy. And that is in large, that that is in large part driven by profit motive, but may also be from good intentions as well. Couple examples are heavy weightlifting. I think that's something that can be healthy, will be presented as healthy for you, out of good intentions, and can also be presented as healthy as a result of profit motive. Not to name any specific companies, but there are a lot of companies out there that promote really heavy, highly repetitive weightlifting because it is healthy and good for you. Another example of something that might be really healthy for you could be ice hockey. Right, it's a dynamic sport high intensity get your aggression out physically demanding etc etc is it healthy for you at a certain dosage and at a certain intensity i'm sure it is but we might just shortcut the judgment on it and just say it is healthy and obliterate the context right and again that can be promoted i i Years ago, I certainly would have promoted it as a very, very healthy sport, but in the right dose, in the right manner, the right intensity, right? But if you are the owner of a hockey league, it's a lot more important for you to just present this as a healthy sport and, and just forget about the context by which we might judge healthy, right? Likewise, there's things like shoes, right? We think about shoes as being healthy for years, up until the last 20 years, basically shoes were just getting thicker and thicker and thicker and thicker and thicker. Recently, we had the barefoot shoe phenomenon, excuse me, phenomenon, um, where barefoot shoes, thinner soled shoes became a thing. And now it seems like the pendulum is swinging back towards really thick shoes. And thick shoes, are often marketed as the healthiest thing possible for your feet, because your feet are feeble little feet that can't handle rocks and ruts and dips and bumps or hard surfaces, right? Your feet are feeble, so you need these thick, thick shoes. On the flip side, barefoot shoes have been marketed as healthy because you need to be able to feel the floor, you need to be able to feel the ground, you need to have flexible feet, right? I'm sure many shoe companies that sell thick-soled shoes have good intentions. They also have the profit motive to drive them, and same thing with the barefoot shoe companies, right? Same thing. They, they have good intentions, and they want to make money for what they do. What's actually healthy? Is it just who's loudest? Is it just the loudest voice, the most repetitive voice? Unfortunately, I think sometimes that is true, right? We, we tend to just default to like, well, the experts say, so it must be this. But I think ultimately, if you, if you are trying to understand what's truly healthy for you, you have to look on an individual basis at how that thing, whatever it is, affects you on that individual basis. And you need to be thinking about your body, your goals in a holistic way. So, maybe for somebody, those really super thick soled shoes right now, that is actually the healthy choice because they're, you know, if you don't use these thick soled shoes, maybe your feet hurt a lot and they hurt so much that you're not even able to walk or stand do any kind of exercise, get around. It's just too painful and you need to have that cushioning and it makes you feel better. You start to be able to move more and maybe over time you're able to start moving towards thinner-soled shoes. Maybe you're somebody who's already got reasonably functional feet and you want them to be more functional, you want them to be more flexible and strong, you want to be able to do all kinds of stuff without the impediment of two inches of sole under your foot, then maybe a really thin sole shoe is what's right for you as long as it's not too much too soon, like like too thin too soon, right? Because somebody who... Overdoes it with barefoot style shoes might hurt their foot and that ultimately isn't healthy either, right? You want the thing that challenges you enough to grow to expand your abilities without really seriously injuring yourself But it's very hard to make the judgment. This is healthy for you in all Contexts, all circumstances, because there are no things that are perfectly healthy for everybody in all circumstances, in all contexts. So when we get into our lazy thinking mode, we start to think, well, you know, whatever, my sport is healthy. So it is good for me because it is healthy. And we get into this circular logic. And we start to say, well, I, you know, I go to the driving range and I hit these golf balls for an hour twice a week, that's healthy. It's gotta be good for me because I'm getting out there, fresh air, sunshine, smashing that ball, it uses muscle. That's gotta be healthy. In some ways, maybe it has positive effects, but in other ways, that repetitiveness, if you don't if you don't train your body to counter the asymmetry of that motion, it can be very significantly unhealthy. That's a that's what you have to remember right you have to look at all the effects for yourself and not just use this shorthand label for every activity so when you are looking at your habits looking at your life remember to think very closely and deeply about and thoroughly about the actual effects of the things you consider healthy and don't just rely on the label that somebody with good intentions or a profit motive or both has put on the activity or the food or whatever. Look at it like a scientist. Look at it for yourself. Look at how it affects you to make a better judgment. You can, of course, get perspectives, get other perspectives, get other ideas to see how the effects of this thing can be measured or gauged for yourself but ultimately you still want to measure and gauge the effects for yourself on yourself this can be a little bit daunting but it is so necessary to do in every aspect of your life that i i I can't recommend it highly enough i recommend this for stretches for exercises or daily mental and physical habits. Look at what you're doing now. What is the result? Are you a happier, healthier person? Are you miserable? Are you in pain all the time? What would happen or what happens when you change those patterns, change those habits? What is the result after one week, three weeks, four weeks, 10 weeks, 52 weeks, right? Look at and see what happens and of course be willing to change the direction if you find that what you're trying isn't working the way you expect it to I've personally experimented with so many different exercises stretches different things to try to either loosen or strengthen or you know, make something more flexible It requires the willingness to be wrong, to experiment, to learn something from the mistakes, and then to course correct for my body. And I will tell you that things that I thought would work for clients didn't work, and we had to course correct. That's just a part of the process of becoming somebody who moves right and feels right. So on your journey, I hope you will engage in the process as a skeptical, inquisitive thinker and that you'll look at your body with open eyes, get rid of these concepts of what's allegedly healthy, make that judgment for yourself. There are some things, I I do think there are some things that are objectively healthy for almost everybody, given certain contexts. Some conditions, of course. But there are definitely some things that are good for you up to a point. Find them. Find the healthy things for you. Identify what's good for you. Use advice that you read. Test it and see how it works for you. I hope that the resources I provide, the videos that I post are helpful for you. I can't promise that they'll always be healthy for you, but I can promise that I try to make sure they are beneficial for a large number of people. I encourage you to test these things out. Test out different exercises, workouts, etc. See how your body responds and learn how to work with your body. If you are looking for resources to help you, head to my website, check out my YouTube channel. UprightHealth.com is the website. YouTube channel, just look for Upright Health. and. As always, I hope you remember that pain sucks, life shouldn't.